Hey everyone, thanks for tuning into the Weekend Extra. I'm Joe, this is Jeff, and we're excited to kick into a couple questions having to do with this conversation you just had about the afterlife. Mm-hmm. And I know that uh, for me, a couple questions always come to mind, and a motivation always comes to mind too, especially being involved in missions, but we'll get to that. Uh, but my first question to dive into, Jeff, is this. God is loving. Right. It's he, he wants none of us to perish. He wants all of us to have everlasting life. Why doesn't he just zap something and let everybody go into heaven? How could a loving God, uh, as some people might ask, send people to hell? Like, what's mm-hmm. what's the deal with that? Doesn't that seem unfair? Uh, it does if you if you think about it on a shallow level. If sure. you think about it on a deeper level, uh, it boils down to the idea of having choice. Hmm. And actually, in uh, one of our first. Um, messages we did with the Assume I Know Nothing uh, series, I talked about this very idea. But a loving God is not a controlling God. So in order for us to love someone, we have to be able to choose not to, mm-hmm. right? So if I cannot choose not to, then I don't love you, I'm just controlled by you and mandated by you. So at the very beginning, when God uh, created Adam and Eve, he created them to be in a loving relationship with him and with each other. And in order to be able to love someone, I have to be able to choose to reject you. And that's what Adam and Eve did. So it's not that a loving God sends people to hell, it's that a sinful man rejected God's love. And hell is a consequence for that. It, God, from the start, was rescuing us, protecting us from that, uh, never created us to live without him. Mankind chose to mm-hmm. do that and sent it into the world, and that put our lives under trajectory. So what happens now, all these years later, that's still a reality in our life, and it's hard for us to think of ourselves that way. It, because we think, especially as North Americans, we think of t- in terms of fairness, we think in terms of second chances, we think in terms of you're making too big of a deal about stuff. And in some ways, God thinks that way too. Uh, he definitely thinks as, as, as a God of second chances, and he again and again and again and again and again and again war- warns. He draws people, he offers his love, he offers his compassion. In fact, if you're watching this this uh, video right now, this is God, again, saying, hey, by the way, <laughs> you need to deal with your sins. You need... So it's not like he just throws his hands up and fries everybody. Yeah. This is a long, long, long process, and because we have the Bible, we have the church, we have God interacting with our life, even nature itself, uh, and these repeated warnings and invitations, it's we, it's not God, it's we who say, I don't want that, I don't want to be a part of it, I'm choosing not to love you. I'm going to go do what I'm going to go do and trust myself over you. So I don't, I don't like that answer any more than anybody else does. I mean, yeah. I, I, wish my, I wish I could do whatever I wanted and God bailed me out the end and that was it. But he's very clear through his word that that's not the way this works. And uh, he took responsibility to provide a way of escape. Yeah. And then he says, "I want again, just like in the Garden of Eden, I want you to choose. You get to choose me. Yeah. And that's where we, we need to... Today's the day of salvation for us. One of my favorite things about that concept is that in the midst of that, uh, that awful situation that we find ourselves in, when we realize our depth of need, is it's not like God just says, here's a second chance. 
Right. God says, like, I'm taking care of it for you. Right. It's handled. You know? Like, yeah. it's it's not a five-year-old who failed a calculus test. And it's like, well, you can have a second chance. Yeah, that's right. You know, that's it's right. God saying, like, I'll take the test for you. You want me to take the test for you? Yeah. Okay. And, and we look <laughs> and say, no. Mm-hmm. Right? It, right. Yeah, that's I, I want to take the test for you. and No, I'm going to take it myself. Well, you're going to fail it. I'm doing it. Mm-hmm. I took it for you. You can hand mine in. I, I'm taking it myself. Yeah. That's, that's what's really going on. Yeah. And then eventually we end up with a failing grade. Right. But, but God offers a way. It's fantastic. But speaking of God offering a way, mm-hmm. we would know and believe that Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life, and that no one can come to the Father except through him. But around the world, right now, there's about 7.3 billion, I think is the last number I saw, people living on the planet. The, the conservative stats say somewhere between a third to 40% of those people are believers in Christ. Yeah. X amount of them know about Christ but refuse Christ. But then there's this other population that's somewhere around a third that have no known visible witness of who Jesus is, so they don't know about this plan. Mm-hmm. That seems very troublesome. It is. It's- It's troublesome and it's motivating. Mm. And so one of the things that the Bible is very, very clear about is Christ raises up his church specifically to go to the ends of the earth, Mm -hmm. is what the Bible says, to proclaim the good news of Jesus Christ to be his witnesses. And so that is our passion, our responsibility. So Again, it's a it's a way that we tend to think about Christ. When we think about our spiritual life, we tend to think about it for ourselves. Yeah. I need the help. I want to feel fulfilled. All those kind of things. And it's not even that that's all wrong or even selfish. It's kind of the way that we're wired. But Christ empowers, directs, uh, emboldens His church to go tell the world. So that's what we do. Uh, he also talks about, the Bible is very clear about this in Romans chapter 1, mm-hmm. where it says man is without excuse because creation itself cries out that there's a, there's a God. So you have to believe, I do, that there's a supernatural element as well, that if when someone is looking for Christ, they, they will be found. I actually have a friend of mine. Uh, that was on a, a missions trip in Vietnam, hmm. and uh, he was out kind of in the in the bush of Vietnam, uh, and uh, was sitting around a fire at like this village one day, at one night, and uh, in that culture the the men eat first, the women serve them, all those kind of things. So he was sitting around the fire with the men, and was speaking through a translator, and my friend said in English, uh, you know, Jesus Christ loves you and has come to rescue you. And he told me that the woman serving him looked at him without translation and said, what is that name you just said? Hmm. And my friend answered her. She didn't understand anything but Jesus Christ. He answered her and he said, I said Jesus Christ. And then she, through a translator, said, I've been waiting to hear that name my whole life. And then, and then he led her to Christ. So I believe that God supernaturally does those kind of things. Mm-hmm. But you got to look and say, who, who was there? Somebody was going to the – some guy from Goshen, Indiana, of all places, <laughs> was going to the ends of the earth to proclaim the good news of Jesus. And the soul searching was found. Now, I believe that that happens sometimes. You may not even come across a Christian mm. Um, and God can interact with you that way. That's all through the Bible, yeah. right? Uh, but between the mission of the church, the power of Christ, um, those who are searching for the one true God, 
we believe that they will be found. And the Bible tells us that. That's yeah. why we believe that. I love that. There is such a... Um, we were able to see a voodoo priest in our missions partner in Haiti recently give his life to Christ. And just to watch the spark of life happen yeah. in him, and he, he he didn't have those words, but he knew that he had grabbed on, not to just another religious thing, not to yeah. just the next phase, but he's like, this is what I've been yeah. trying to do through this. Doesn't even know how to say it, Yeah, oh, but it happened. It's so awesome. good. Love it. So uh, it is good news, uh, the gospel, and there is a, a negative side to our life trajectory, but God offers a way of escape. It's fantastic, and he wants us to be a part of that for other people too. Thanks for jumping in the Weekend Extra. We'll see you next week.